Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have the honor and privilege of sharing with you what I'm about ready to share with you. Oh, I, I, okay. Let me ask you a question real quick. Have you ever experienced a gap in between the things that you say that you're going to do and that you actually end up doing? Has there ever been a gap between those things that you, you dream of, you'd really like to do, but you simply have a hard time taking action? Well, if you answered yes, guess what? You're not alone. We all struggle with that in various different areas of our lives. There's a number of things that keep us from moving forward. And ultimately, when it comes down, most of the time, it is fear. And the two main root causes of fear is I'm not worthy slash I'm not good enough or uh, I won't be loved. I will be judged. And those, the, uh, there's maybe more to that, but certainly from my experience of mentoring with folks, uh, the, the, it comes down to those root causes. And there are some other beliefs that are stemmed out of that that kind of that that keep you from moving forward. Well, I had a dream about some some stuff that I want to do for marketing the Free the Dream Conference, and I'm hosting a, a Zoom call, a group wide Zoom call for members of the Free the Dream family. These are people who attended Free the Dream conference last year, folks who have purchased a ticket for Free the Dream 2019, and those who have access to the online course version of Free the Dream. They're what we call members of the Free the Dream family. And this Thursday evening, we're hosting a call that's not to market Free the Dream. It's for me to connect with folks and see where people are in the progress of going after their dreams. See, at Free the Dream 2018, we had this one session that I led, which was a goal-setting workshop. And as you heard in last week's episode, Daryl Darnell uh, went to page 60 in his book, and he had written down what his dream was. He, he answered all 34 questions that we went through in that session. And as a result of going through that process, that step-by-step process, he has already achieved his dream. In fact, we talked about that. He, he, you heard it in Daryl's own voice in last week's episode. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the episode right before this one. Now, the thing is, though, is there are people who are kind of getting stuck along the way. And my goal is to hear, number one, on the Thursday night, I want to bring people in and I say, hey, bring your work. If you were at Free the Dream 2018 or if you went through the online course version and you downloaded the workbook and went through this session, turn to page 60, bring your workbook with you, and I want to hear your story stories. And I specifically want to hear stories of people who have succeeded already in achieving what it is that they wrote down on page 60, question number one. And I want to also hear people who are maybe certainly well along the way in the progression toward their goal. And hopefully, I will be able to have an opportunity to connect with a few people on this call Thursday night where people who have written down what it is that they want and they've completely stalled. They're not making any forward progress and maybe helping them work through some of that. And so this is already on my mind. This is already what I'm planning to do Thursday night. That's going to happen this Thursday, May 16th. And what you're about ready to hear is kind of a preview of what I had already dreamed of doing with this Free the Dream Zoom call. In this week's session of the Next Level Mastermind for the AM group, we had Matt Dobschutz in the hot seat, and he wanted to figure out and get to the bottom of 
what is holding him back from achieving a dream that he's been attempting to pursue for more than four years? It's something that at Free the Dream last year, he kind of said, hey, this is the one thing I'd like to work on during our goal-setting workshop session. Matt recently joined the Next Level Mastermind about a month or two ago, and this was, I think, his second or third hot seat, and this, what you're about ready to hear, is an audio recording of Matt's hot seat in the Next Level Mastermind. Now, I got to tell you, normally, I would never even dream of asking, but it just, I mean, Matt was about ready to immediately go and record and tell the world about everything we just discussed, and I know Matt well enough to know that he would be eager to share this, so um, I, I, I did. I asked him if I could share his hot seat because what you're going to find is the difference between focusing on your future success and how that's going to feel than focusing on the potential failure, and there's so much in this. I don't need to really set it up too much more except to say that this, my friends, is what Free the Dream is all about. It's about getting beyond the beliefs that are holding us back. And if you have a belief that says, I can't fail if I don't try, if I don't risk anything, if I don't attempt to do something, then there's no way that I can fail. But that is a limiting belief that is not true, which Matt is going to come to that conclusion very soon through this hot seat process. And I want you to hear his his hesitation about committing to wanting to actually write the book. He would, In the early start part, you'll hear that he wants to have the book, but he wasn't quite sure he wanted to actually go through and write the book. Also, you'll hear the importance of setting a deadline, a goal for when this thing's going to be accomplished. Now, I've since learned some other things that, you know, when it comes to setting dates to goals and and how that can be demotivating at times, but this is not one of those scenarios, and I think that, that there are times when dates need to be set to goals, and this was one of them. And I think that once you hear the date kind of the planted into the ground, you'll see all of a sudden how the entire focus of the conversation and the energy of the conversation kind of revolved around the necessity of, of a specific date. So without any further ado, what you're about ready to hear is just an example of the awesomeness that I get the honor and privilege of participating in in people's lives when it comes through my facilitation of the various Next Level Mastermind groups that I host. And I'm, I, first of all, Matt Dobschutz, he has a, a ministry and a full-time business that is devoted to helping people break free from porn addiction. That's his calling. And so he uh, is available over at Porn Free Radio is his podcast. And here is Matt's hot seat. You know, one of the things I've been working on is a book the last couple of years, and I've been struggling so much to write the book. That's what I want to focus on in my hot seat today. So I was just looking for some ways to to think about things differently, like, you know, to, to like, what's, what's a way that I can think about attacking some of this book content differently? And one of the things I thought of was, I've always been more of a performer, more of a communicator, talker type. And I was just trying to think, like, what are the ways that people communicate or create content or experiences like using their voice. And I started thinking about storytelling and I, th- I thought about like, I thought about a lot of the people that have really influenced me, like just in life, you know, I'm much more influenced by say like a Zig Ziglar than I am by, um, or like a blogger, or I'm trying to think of like, who's, who's like, um, I'm trying to think of like a, Actually, it's a little bit of a performer too. So maybe that's not the best one, but you know, someone who just writes books, like I'm not as motivated by as someone who is speaking and engaging. And so I I guess I was kind of thinking along those lines. And um, so I was having some ideas about like, what would it be like if I recorded an album, like a CD versus recording, you know, an audio book, or what would it be like if I, you know, did a, like a five city tour where I just focused on, you know, sharing in front of a small group, a group of stories that I've kind of curated for my podcast. 
you know, that was kind of the idea. So, um, anyway, I'm excited to, to kind of like, I definitely think the storytelling part of it is something that I want to work on. And so it's going to be cool. With <laughs> and I've been to a couple of his events where he tells like three stories in about an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And I, I think I can, I have a total vision for me doing this, a similar type of thing. And it's interesting. <laughs> in one of his stories, he has a big story about gambling addiction. That's one of his backgrounds. And so uh, another thing I thought of is it, it might, it might work that, that maybe we could put together a collaboration event where we have, where we have maybe different addictions and do different stories about them. I think that would be interesting, but Anyway, so I was like excited about all this, but yesterday I was, or maybe it was two days ago. I was like, where do you, where's the book in all this? And what's the resistance with the book? So I'll, I'll just give you a little journey for me. Like about two or three years ago, I started thinking, man, I need to create a book because I, there are a couple of reasons. One, my kind of story and some of the things I teach is completely missing in the literature for the area of, of work that I do. My category is basically dominated by uh, old therapists who are baby boomers who wrote books 20 years ago and have been living off sort of these books for 20 years there's no new voices. There's very little new leadership and there's not a lot of people who have come out of the experience of recovery, like actually been through the thing that they're teaching. Many of the people are just trained therapists and they just started working with sex addicts like 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And that's kind of how they got their platform. And then there are some, some books that have come out more recently that are more memoirs but they don't have a lot of strategy or hope like how to move out of addiction. They're more like tell-alls of all the crap that people did. And if you look at, if you ever do a search on my topic, I'm sure you guys have never done this in Amazon, you know, all the pictures are people in bondage, like, uh, like in the darkness, like a hand reaching out, like, like they're all, all the pictures are like super dark, shameful, it's just, you know, and, and the, the, all the book titles are like breaking the cycle and, you know, getting out of bondage. They're, all the words are like that. And there's no pictures of people. There's no, there's no like hopeful person. And, and meanwhile, if you go to look at, if you look at getting out of debt, let's say you search that in Amazon, you're going to see pictures of Dave Ramsey smiling, Susie Orman you know, other like financial people who are like, you can do this, you can get out of this. But when you look at my category, it's all anonymous, all, you know, behind the shadow, you know, kind of stuff. So when I think about it, it drives me nuts. Like, I'm like, why isn't there, there's a, there's a real need. And let's face it, Cliff, as much as I like to say it, not everyone listens to podcasts. Um, I was talking to my dental hygienist yesterday and, you know, they, people always ask me, are you still doing the, the blog or the, they don't even know the word for it. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, how do people get it? Like, there's still that like gap of like how you sign up or how you find it. So that again, like the market, like my message is missing a group of people, I think. Um, so Okay, so that's kind of the stage of like the like you know the opportunity, but then when I start sitting down and doing the writing, I get overwhelmed. I, I get overwhelmed. I've created you know almost two hundred podcasts, so I have tons of content. Um, I've transcribed parts of the podcast and tried to edit it. Um, I've tried to start with the blank page. I've done. I've worked with a couple of coaches. I've, um, you know, I've done like read books on, on structuring books and done outlines. I've done big outlines. I've done little outlines. I've done all sorts of things. 
um, and I keep getting stuck. So I guess what it is is I wanted to just talk about the resistance. I'm trying to, f- I'm trying to figure out what I need to do uh, to really move forward with this book project because I think honestly, a friend of mine said this to me the other day. I was telling her about this live performance, and she goes, "You know, that's great. I think you'd be great at that, but people are going to want a book." Like if you're performing or if you're um, doing a workshop or something, people are still going to want that thing that kind of codifies your message and helps people take the next steps. And, um, you know, it's going to, your, your live performance or whatever you do, your workshops are going to be so much more uh, meaningful if there's that sort of thing that people can, you know, take with them. And, and, and if you've sort of, taken that step to have that next step. Otherwise people are going to come to your event and they're going to be like, now what, what's the action I take? What's the next step? And I, th- I think the other, the deeper thing is, is, is the fear, you know, like why am I having so much resistance with this? Um, and you know, what's, um, what's, what's that about? Like, why do I keep getting stuck with this? Um, so that's, that's kind of what I thought I'd throw out there. First of all, a question I have for you, Matt, is have you decided to write the book? Yeah. All right. What's the date it will be finished? I don't know. Then you haven't decided. Tell me more. Well, I mean, you say that you've decided that you're going to have the book, but this, it, the fir- first of all, there's no question that you want the book, that you desire to do the book, but... The idea of making a decision means that you've already killed off any possibility other than the book being published, it being available, so that that all of a sudden there is a shining, hopeful example for people who are searching in Amazon for help with this topic, that you are that, that bright light that says there's hope and this isn't something that you have to be ashamed of. I'm here to give you a mo- message that's, that's been missing so there, you certainly have some why, you certainly have some motivation, you certainly have some drive for this, but my question to you is, is it that you want to do this or have you decided to do it? And when usually when you have a decision, it's like, listen, this is going to happen. By the way, the other thing when it comes to the decision is that if you truly decide, you'll never leave the site of decision without taking action. So one of the things that you're saying to me is that, you know, I've, I've, I've done some action, but I haven't found that one motivation. For me, I find that knowing when this thing has to be ha- has to happen, that's the key to saying, okay, I've decided, here's where it's going to happen, this is when it's going to happen, making that I decision. Feel, I feel like I've done that a couple times. There's been a couple of times where I've either worked with a coach or um, have been on a writing schedule and... I think I get overwhelmed. Uh, I, I think I get overwhelmed by it. And then I, I either let myself off the hook or get disappointed or something happens that, that kind of gets me off track. I don't think it, is, it wasn't that I didn't decide to do it, but I'm having troubles. Uh, I've been having trouble like, like creating either the accountability or the, the flow state to, to get it to the, to the end line. Well, a couple of weeks ago, you said that you, everything you just now said a couple of weeks ago in your hot, previous hot seat, you said the same thing about your podcast. Right. How did, what happened there? What did you do different? I, 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 <laughs> I committed to doing three podcasts in three weeks. There you go. Right. So you, you made a decision that you were going to create content. You made a commitment of how much and when they would be done. And you told us, and that gave you a little bit of what we call leverage. So my question is when, first of all, do you, do you desperately want to create this book? That's the first question. Um, I want to desperately have this book. <laughs> I knowing my knowing the challenges I've had with writing I'm it's incredibly painful thinking about the writing process but but so, so yes, do you, I want the book see see do you see that there's the decision if you had made the decision the answer to that question would be absolutely yes unequivocally 
I have mm. challenges. I've experienced challenges. Sometimes I get slowed down, and we could talk all of those. But when I asked you, are you do you desperately want to create this book? And you said, I want to ask have the, the book. Ask the question again. Ask the question again. Do you desperately want to create this book? Yes, absolutely. All right. At what date do you want to have this book created by? Launched or or rough draft written? Available for purchase in Amazon. Hey, Cliff Ravenscraft here, and I am doing the post-production on this recording. And what I want to let you know is right after asking that question, on what date Will this be available for purchase in Amazon? I'm not kidding you. We had the longest silence in any hot seat I've ever facilitated. I've just highlighted the amount of silence. It was 56.6 seconds long. An entire minute of watching Matt process his thoughts on that question. And to give him credit, he was pulling up his calendar. He was looking at uh, months ahead and making some thoughts in his mind and calculations. But uh, anyway, just wanted to break in so I didn't just play 56 seconds of awkward silence, uh, making you think that something was wrong with your recording. All right, we'll now return to Matt's hot seat. Um. I feel, I don't know. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, I'm kind of like being challenged with what's possible. What can I do? So, but I. Well, let me ask you this question. Yes. Yes. Matt, I haven't started a book at all, but let's just say I decided I wanted to do a free the dream book, which would take the message of here's all beliefs have consequences. I want to teach you where beliefs come from give you an illustration in the first chapter of where it is. And then basically I take the six free the dream messages from free the dream and I turn it into a book and I want to make that available on Amazon. Do you think it's possible for me to have that in Amazon available for purchase by the end of May? It's me again. Okay. So I think it's important because I know some of you will be listening to this much after its published date. I want you to let you, I want to let you know that the the day that I asked this question, it's Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. And I'm asking him basically, can I accomplish this task and have it available for purchase in two weeks? All right. So just wanted to share with you the the time reference that I'm doing as an extreme example to talk about what's possible. Do you think it's possible for me to have that in Amazon available for purchase by the end of May? No. I, I know for a fact I could do it. I could have it in Amazon by May 31st. Hands down, absolutely. I could actually have the, I could basically go into Google Docs. I could actually take the outline of my talk, hammer on it for about an hour to three hours a day. It may not be the best. It may not be perfect, but I know for a fact there is nothing that could stop me from having that in Amazon available for purchase by May 31st. Do you, do you believe me? Yeah. All right. The only thing that's stopping me from doing that is making the decision to do it. And by the way, I'm not suggesting you choose May 31st. I was going to the extreme, but I do know that the extreme is possible. If I truly wanted to do what I just said, I know for a fact it could be done. Yeah, and I mean, the the funny part about it is, now that I think about it, like kind of talking about like going in Google Docs, hammering on something, uh, I mean, if, 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 if it was like life or death, I could definitely put a book out by May 31st too. And, and I, I, have I, threw- of, I have plenty of words. I have plenty of ideas and I have plenty of stuff actually in chapter form. So it's not even like, it's not like, you know, it, I don't know how great it would be or good, but I think I get where you're going with that. Yeah, and and I'm not suggesting May 31st. I was shooting for May 31st in my example just to tell you what's possible. So if you were to give us December 31st or March 1st, 
What I mean, that gives you plenty of time to do it at whatever level. But the thing is, is the question is, what is the date? Because without a date, you have no destination. Right. Well, my my first thought was August 15th. Of um, this year. Of this year. Yes. Okay. You know, that would basically mean that this draft would be done, you know, in the next month. Because I don't think there's a way to launch August 15th without having the draft done, you know, in the first month. So, and I definitely think I could finish the draft in the next 30 days. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you want this book to be available for purchase from anyone who searches for your topic on, on, on the day, August 15th of this year? Do you want that? Do you desire it? Yes. All right. What would keep you from right now stating to us that you are committed, you are deciding right now and committing to us that when people wake up on August 15th and they search for your topic, your book shows up? Is there anything that would stop you from making that decision right now? Uh, Was there anything that would stop me from making the decision right now? Yeah. No. All right. But but there's a part of me that has fear, though. Oh, how many people in here have ever done anything and experienced fear? Raise your hand. I, I'm afraid of every new thing that I do, Matt. I was, af- I was afraid to launch the Next Level Mastermind. I was afraid to host uh, be- building an online business workshops. I was afraid to uh, host Free the Dream conferences. I was afraid to do a thriving marriage workshop with my wife. I was afraid to leave my career in insurance and pursue my own business in podcast consulting. I was afraid to shut down podcasting A to Z, thinking that was going to completely bankrupt us. Uh, I was, dude, I've been afraid of, we're all afraid because what you're talking about is doing something new and something challenging and something that's out of your, your comfort zone. So we all have the fear. The question is, can you get to the your why behind wanting to do this book? Which I love that the fir- the open of your hot seat focused on how passionate you were about the fact that everybody has books about bondage and hiding in the corners, and this is a secret, and that and you sh- it's shame filled and and blah blah blah. And it's like, dude, something has to be done about this, and that's it's that that gave me the hope that you have at least the beginning of the leverage necessary to get you to August 15th. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the question, by the way, it goes back to what my win of the week was. Do you believe that I had a lifelong fear of needles? Yes. All right. So my idea of poking a needle into my finger intentionally and actually taking the lancet and putting it into the little injector and twisting the thing off and seeing that needle every day. And that dude, that was a class two behavior. This is something that I absolutely feared that I despised the thought of and, Mm. and I hated the ideal of, but it was good for me, serves the greater good and, and all of that stuff. So it, it was a class two behavior, which we talked about at free the dream last year. And, and for you, the thought of going into writing this book and publishing this book, it's, it's kind of like, man, it's good for you. It's going to be good for others, and it serves the greater good, right? But, man, it doesn't feel good thinking about writing. It doesn't feel good about the fear of maybe failing. It doesn't feel good that this might, might not be a great book. It doesn't feel good that people might judge me. It, may, it doesn't feel good that people might not buy it. It doesn't feel good that I'm going to get bad reviews potentially. So there's a, you've got a lot of class two stuff happening here. So the question is, first of all, are you going to go after a class two behavior just because it's good for you? It serves the, it serves others and it serves the greater good. And that's the question first. And then we can, if you decide that you want to go after a class two behavior, dude, then it's turning the class two into the class one, which basically Mm -hmm. class one behavior is something that it's good for you. It's, it serves others and it serves the greater good. And the only difference between a class two and a class one is that you actually look forward to doing it in spite of the fear, in spite of the needle, in spite of everything else you look, but you get number, you change your beliefs about why you're doing it and why it's going to be worth the potential of failure. It's going to be worth the potential of pain. It's going to be worth the potential of all the other things that you're afraid of, but it's getting enough leverage to do it. 
do you still ha- you still have your free the dream workbook right yeah so what i rec- recommend that you do is go to page 60 and and that's the whole process of the free the dream message and i encourage you to answer the what is it 35 questions and and get this this book knocked out man 34 questions it's funny i think at free the dream i answered it with the book um like i think that's the i think that was the we've got the exercise i went through we've got plenty of time do you have the book within arm's reach or out just yeah out, yeah yeah hang grab, on. I just, grab the book I just, and, I just saw it hang on grab the book all right page 60 yep all right so the first question what does an extraordinary life uh look like at the next level for you aka what is your dream what did you write down speaking and promoting my new book there we go all right to achieve your dream please name one behavior that you need to stop doing procrastinating and avoiding not committing to a daily writing practice all right in the past, what beliefs have prevented you from taking the action listed above? Oh, this is my, this is like, this could be on my tombstone in my early part of life. Can't fail if I don't take risk or try. Like, I've had this mistaken belief my whole life that I've struggled with that, that somehow I can avoid failure if I don't take a risk or try. But what ends up, what it really, the result is I'm failing. Yep. I'm not following through on whatever the thing is. So I, I actually, that's why it's a mistaken belief because I do fail when I don't try or take a risk. But I somehow get something out of this delaying thing. What's uh, Number four, what is the source of that particular belief that you just told us about? Where did it come from? Um, it came from growing up feeling unlovable and unacceptable. So I think what it is, is I think I, I have this core belief that I'm unlovable. And so I, I very, I, I kind of pick my spots to perform or to try something, but try to avoid all risk at failure because failure would then confirm that I'm unlovable or not, not good enough. All right. And I want to ask you right here. On a scale of one to ten, how true is that belief? Which belief? The belief that you just said that you're unlovable and that if you oh, fail, it proves it. Zero, zero. It's not true at all. And why is it not true? Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's not true because um, uh, well, God loves me, my family loves me, people affirm and care for me. I have inherent worth um, being created in God's image. I am a child of God. I have gifts. I have things to contribute. I have value. I have um, all sorts of things. So so the, the number one belief, limiting belief that has kept you for, and that has caused you to procrastinate over and over again is a complete lie that has now been exposed. Is that correct? Yes. All right. And the next time you think that you're a complete failure or if you write this book and it fails miserably and you get 10 people who write you one star, very negative reviews before you ever get your first positive review. Does that mean you're a failure? You know, it's funny you're asking this. I, I'm <laughs> there. This is so deep seated. I, I Like I'm not even I'm not concerned about like the reviews or whatever, like there's a piece of me that is like avoiding this even before it even gets to that point. Oh, I I, I know. Like, I mean, I, I get reviews on my podcast. I get people giving me feedback, sometimes negative. And I believe me, I have a hard time with it. I'm not, it, it, it can trigger this unlovable thing, but I don't feel like that's what's holding me back. I feel like it's even deeper than that. It's like, I'm not scared of what people are going to think of it. I think it'll be great, to be honest. I think if I could deliver it the way that I want, I think it'll be good. Like, I, I don't have a reason to think it'll fail, but I am still struggling with this. If I, if I don't do the, you know, I can't fail if I don't do this. Like, I... I'm getting something out of the procrastination. 
Right. But but the the more you fail to do this, are are you failing? That's the question. Yes, yes I am and and I'm I'm feeling that failure. All right. And and does that failure motivate you to want to not fail further? <laughs> it 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 does um and I think I've been I think though I've been I've been struggling this this particular year with self-care and I think it's because I'm trying to I'm trying to es- escape that failure feeling. And so I think they go hand in hand. I mentioned in my last hot seat that I was struggling with some fitness stuff and my diet. I think it goes hand in hand with this perpetual feeling of like I'm not meeting the mark here. Yeah. And Matt, I want to tell you, you're not alone in that. I'm going to tell you that uh, for me, I was having a hard time creating content and being motivational and inspirational, knowing that in the background, because of my own lack of focus on where it needed to be, I kind of got a little... Uh, off track, focused on the financial situation, which I'm completely out of now, but man, I was heavily focused. All of my time, effort, and energy went back into you know digging myself out of a hole so that I could avoid the greatest pain, which is ever going back into debt or 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 you know whatever. So for me, I lost focus on the eating side of things, and I ended up. Yeah. I mean, I jumped all the way up to 221 pounds. So, and, and I swore to the world, I'd never, you'll never see me over 200 pounds again. Right. And, and the thing is, is I felt like, well, be, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to work on this and I'm going to get back under 200 and then I'll reveal to the world that I did and what I learned because then I will be a success. Right. So it's kind of like what you're, but I realize it's like, wait a second. No, that, that belief is a lie. I am not a failure. I may have failed in, a, in, in, a, in maintaining my commitment to never being above 200 pounds. I may have failed in keeping my focus where it needed to be on my healthy eating lifestyle, but I am not a failure. And I do have tons of value to offer the world. And the longer I allow myself to hide this and, and believe that I'm a failure and I can't actually add value to people's lives until I succeed in my fitness then I'm withholding from the world the the encouragement and hope that they need. And so I put out episode 594 of the Cliff Ravenscraft show, it's confession time, and I said, this is who I am, this is what I've experienced. And ever since then, I don't know if you've noticed, I've published significant content every single day yeah. without a single day missed since I published that. And, and guess what? I'm still over 200. I'm 212. Actually, I'm 211.8, but the thing is, is it's not the fact that I moved. In fact, here's, you want to hear something crazy? After I revealed that episode, I still was eating uncontrollably and I went all the way up to 225 before I finally started to take action. Yeah. I, I, yeah, this is super helpful. Um, it's interesting. I, uh, if, if I didn't have that thing about, You know, my, my win of the week, my second win of the week would have been that I went to a cardiologist in my, in my network who has a weight management program. And I went yesterday and basically signed up to be a part of this very intense coaching program where they're going to coach me every week and monitor some food. And, and there's, there's some some discipline, but there's also some, some boundaries that they have and they're going to change the way they're going to change my diet a little bit. But even like you were thinking about the decide, you know, when I went to the appointment yesterday, I was still kind of on the fence. Like, you know, let me, let me check this out. We'll see. But the doctor was so not influential, but he was just like, yeah, this is the plan. Do this, do this, do this, call this number, do this, do this. So I came out and I go, okay. And then I made the appointment for the follow-up and then that appointment's going to set me up and then I'm started. Like it's, it's committed. You know, there's no, like, there wasn't like this extra, well, let me wait and think about doing this. It was like, I'm doing this and connecting this failure. This makes a lot of sense. I'm feeling more of the pain of the failure so I'm trying to escape more with the food and with the bad behavior, which is then essentially making me stuck because I'm avoiding 
and when you don't feel transformative, when you when you feel kind of like you're not hitting the mark, it's hard to write about trans. It's hard to write transformative literature. It is, or you to know? hit record I mean, on a transformative podcast episode. Yeah, even my therapist. I was talking to her on Monday, and she said something like, "Matt, you've had this incredible recovery, but in your life right now, are you living a life of recovery? Are you doing even the self care things that you teach?" And I was thinking about it, I'm like, barely. Like, I'm missing big chunks because I'm, I'm avoiding failure by trying, to help, by trying to take care of myself with food, which just feeds the lie that I'm unlovable and unacceptable. It agrees with it, essentially, and continues to keep me stuck in this idea of if I, if I, if I don't try, I can't fail. But, but we know that it's not true, right? Right. Speaking it Absolutely. out loud kind of makes the belief it's laughable in a way. Yeah. Well, and then what's hilarious is we're reading my document from a year ago. So it's like I already knew then this was the problem. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've basically allowed another nine months to go by. Ah, hold on. And, and Hold on. So what? I'm going to find the question. Tell me the answer to number 26. Who are you going to tell about your goal within the next 24 hours? Let me see. Let me see. Who did I tell? One of the guys at Free the Dream, Janice, my wife, and uh, my book coach. All right. And did you tell all of them within 24 hours? I think I did. I think I sent an email to... Yeah. All right. And But, But what? Tell me. I just was thinking that maybe some of the people I told weren't the people who ah. would help would help me f- follow through on this commitment. It's like I kind of told selective people. You know, I'm I'm so glad that you're sharing this, Matt, because this is going to help me. Because this is something that I will I, I won't tell your story, but I will certainly use this distinction, and I will. You make can tell my story if you want. Okay, you, I will. You- I, then yeah. I will, because the because when I when I say it, when I give the, the telling others about what your goal is, it's in a way what I want to do is I want to. There are two different types of people that I want to tell when I choose the answer to number twenty six. Number one, yeah. I want to tell people who potentially have answers for how I can get this goal achieved. You know, so yeah. I want to tell people who probably will help me further my journey, and I also, and this is very important, <coughs> I want to tell people who I respect so much that I never want to be the guy in their eyes who says that's going to do something and not do it. I'm- the guy, yeah, the guy who um, I had lunch with the other day, he's an author and like he's, he's on his third book and writing a screenplay for his first two books, but he's a real author. Like he's not like goofing around so like when he wanted me to commit to taking an action like i did it and that's why i followed up with the storyteller stuff so i think i think that's i think i I see where you're going there i i think i told some people that were allies but maybe not the person who would help me follow through not or not that follow through to where I would take ownership to follow through yes i, I told some people that wouldn't hold me accountable Okay, I don't like to say, I tell my guys all to say, no one holds you accountable. That's exactly right. But I, but I, to, I told some people that I wasn't necessarily, I could let myself off the hook with. Yes. And see that, and that's the thing. It, like, for example, I, I think the one of the reasons I created the Next Level Mastermind, I want this group to be that group that if, by the way, you haven't told us that you're going to publish this on August 15th yet. And I'm not suggesting that by you, the use of the word yet that you will. Although I, it looks to me like it's leaning toward that direction. So if you're feeling a little sweat, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but when I, what, what I want you to know is that this group is not here to hold you accountable, it, 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 as you know. This group, hopefully, is a group where everybody here, we are all about saying what it is that we want and going after it. And the idea of you showing up in hot seat after hot seat after hot seat saying that this is what I want and you keep saying you're going to do it, but you haven't done it, that all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I <laughs> that's way too painful for me to consider. Therefore, I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm going to get this action done. Does that make sense? Yes. 
So this group would be a great group of people if you wanted to commit to an August 15th deadline for the availability of purchase of your book. This would be a, a wonderful group to do it. Let me ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you want this book to be published and, and available for purchase on August 15th? On a scale of 1 to 10. Well, when you said August 15th, it, it, it came down a little bit. When you, when you, if you just sort of stopped at how much do you want to Oh, yeah. Pu- to publish this book eventually, it'll be a 20. I'd say 10. 10, right. Um, I think I am at a... Um, uh, to be uh, honestly, yes, I think we I'm want honesty. Seven. I'm at a seven right now. Okay, what uh, would it take for you to get to a ten? A change in the date or a change in beliefs? I think a change in beliefs, because I feel like the date. I kind of looked at the calendar, and the reason why I thought August fifteenth was when you said December fifteenth, my heart sank. The idea ah. of, but and, and I'll tell you why. I know myself. I'm like, I'm going to, excuse me. I'm going to put this off for, I'm going to put it off. Like December 15th, I'll start thinking about it. October. Yes. I know myself. Like that's what I would do. Even if I had all the intention to write every day until December 15th, I would, I would struggle with a goal so far in advance. It's hard for me. I get overwhelmed by, I, I got it. So by, putting the by, date off is off. So I want to walk you through an exercise if you don't mind. All right? Yes. It's August 31st. Your book has been a has been available for purchase since August 15th. There are written reviews in Amazon. And guess what? There's a couple one-star reviews in there. All right? But there are 20 different five-star reviews. One of those five-star reviews echoes what you knew to be true, and it's the kind of feedback that you get from people that you've worked with through your coaching calls, and it's people who've listened to your podcast, and they tell you that, man, I'd never heard of you before, but I was searching, and your book was unlike any other. It stood out to me because of it felt like it had a message of hope, and here's how my life has transformed. I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to tell us just hypothetically bring to us and tell us the story of transformation of one of those people who would have never heard of you had it not been for your book. Tell us the story of that transformation. Make it up. But based upon what you've heard in the past. Um, guy's name is Doug. He's married. He has been married almost 20 years, has kids that are in college, but he's been struggling with porn on and off since he first got married. And it's gotten worse with broadband, with uh, phone. He feels worse about himself. Uh, It's created conflict in his marriage, but he hasn't really talked to anybody about it. Hasn't taken a lot of action. Uh, Feels hopeless. Gets the book starts to talk about it, creates a plan and starts reconnecting parts of himself that he didn't even realize that he had sacrificed in his pursuit of pornography and in his procrastination and loss with it. So parts of himself are coming alive again. It's engaging his marriage in a different way. Um, it's creating even results that he didn't expect at work. And it's even giving him more of a vision to parent his adult kids and to, to help them with some of the struggles that they have. And, um, yeah. And he has just a lot, like he feels a lot less burden and sees is not perfect, but sees hope and a way out. So, so Doug's life has been transformed. He would have never found your podcast because he has no idea what a podcast is. Doug wasn't searching on Google, but but he was looking for some books in Amazon, and he found your book on August 15th of, of all dates, just how it happened to be the date he was searching for it. 
Today, you know, it's August 31st. He he's had he's had conversations with his wife. That relationship has been transformed. And you look at your stats and within the first 15 days of the book because of the promotion that you've done, you've been talking about it every week in your podcast that on August 15th this book's going to be available for purchase. And you've been telling the world that this is coming as a result of that you see that, first of all, you're like number one in the subcategory of your particular industry that you've put the book in, and you see that more than 3,000 people have downloaded it since it was available. Can you believe that any of that's possible? Yeah. All right. Now, how would you feel if all of those things were true and some of the other five-star reviews were, were similar to Doug's story or at least hinted at that direction how would you feel on august 31st when you look at all that i i'd feel like i did it like this is the vision you know this is this is um this is extending the message to a different to a bigger broader audience and a and meeting people where they're at where they're searching for help how would you feel about the fact that you've just achieved that on August 31st, that day when you're looking at those results? How do you feel about the potential of you getting, as a result of having a book and one that's so successful and, and has great results and testimonials, how would you feel about your prospects of getting more speaking gigs and, and spreading your message through the talks and the storytelling that you want to do? Uh, a lot, a lot. I feel like it's a lot more possible. How I was telling, I was telling someone the other day, I was telling someone the other day, you know, my podcast is popular with my audience. Like it's not like, you know, it's, it's niche, but it's, there's thousands of people who listen every week to it. And, uh, I was, I was having uh, coffee with a listener, but who's a friend, you know, a guy who goes to church with me. And I said, you know, you know, I've never been asked to speak like in five years, like, I mean, other than maybe a couple pop-ups at church. And he's, he's like, I can't believe that. Like he was, he was shocked. He would have assumed that people were wanting me to speak all the time at events. And I said, Nope, it's because the people who schedule events are not listening to a recovery podcast. You know, the pastors and some of the influencers they're not listening to my podcast. I'm their people are listening to my podcast as it is. I've been in a couple of um, virtual summits and the, the couple of people inviting me to the virtual summit. They're like, I've never listened to your podcast, but the, my people listen to your podcast. You know, that's happened a couple of times, but, um, but yeah, I've never been asked to speak anywhere. And I think it's partly because of this. So what would my prospects be on August 31st? If my book was, even mildly successful at Amazon, <laughs> you know, even if it just had a hundred downloads, but was there and had my picture and a bio and was well-written, you know, it would, it would be better than what I have now. All right. Can you feel what that would feel like based upon feelings of success in the past? Can you feel right now what that feeling would be like on August 31st? It'd be great. I would, I'd feel great about it. All right. So one of the things I learned in Psycho-Cybernetics is this idea. It is called being nostalgic of the future. <laughs> so I, what, one of the things that I'm going to recommend that you do is basically what I did is, is I just walked you through a visualization of your achieved goal, of what success feels like. And one of the things that I encourage you to do is spend about five minutes every day thinking about August 31st. Your book has been available from August 15th to August 31st and how you will feel on August 31st knowing that your, your, the first two weeks of your book, it's been out. Do you think you can do that visualization a couple minutes a day? It's not that you have to do it every single day, but do you think you can maybe commit to that practice? Uh, yes. And, and it's, it's it's funny. Like I, um, I've heard of people like creating book covers and stuff for their book, and and so yeah, I I I think I can add some visualization in definitely. 
whole thing is is that visualizing, seeing yourself, how do you feel on that day? You know, what does it feel like? And and just consistently think about that and let that feeling of success motivate you. So my question is on a scale of one to ten, now that we've gone through that, how badly do you want this book to be available on August fifteenth? Ten. So you went from a seven to ten just by thinking about the potential success of the future. Yeah, I I, I think it's almost like like the word you said, nostalgic about the future. Like I um, I feel at different points I come across. I mean, even when I was thinking about the the pot seat, I come across the the opportunity, and and not just like not a financial opportunity, but. The thing that drives me nuts, the thing that's driving me towards this is not money, but it's the fact that the message is missing in the marketplace. Yes. Like that's the thing that's killing me. I already make money. There's other things I could do to make money if, if this, if I can't make money doing this, but I'm sick of the message not being there. Yes. I think Neil asked a couple of weeks ago, what's your, what's your why for doing something? And, or what for, for having another group, you know, and I didn't have a good example. I didn't have a good reason at the time. Like it did feel kind of like, Oh, I just want to make some more money. So let me open up a new group. But in this particular case, I'm going to charge because I think people get value when they pay for something, but I don't care. I would pay Amazon to host the book for me, you know? Yeah. And I probably will. I'll probably put, the money that I could make probably in the ads on Amazon so that it gets in front of people. And I'll probably outbuy my competition because I don't think their message is that valuable. And I, I, wanna, I want people to read my book first because I think it's going to help them. Even if they did want to read one of those books by one of those therapists, they'd get more out of it if they read my book first. Yeah. So... I got to ask you a question. Are you going to write this book? Yes. And what date will it be available for purchase in in Amazon? August 15th. And what's going to stop you from making that happen? Nothing. All right. Done deal. Look forward to hearing your process. What by the way, what is one thing that you're going to accomplish towards the success of launching this book on August 15th before your next hot seat? I already did this. I set up a call with my book coach tomorrow. I knew I would have this hot seat, so I set up the call. So the conversation tomorrow is going to be, I have a date. Let's work on the plan, the writing plan, and everything. Like, let's, let's work on the writing plan. Let's put the milestones in. Let's let's put the marketing back end stuff in so that we can walk this thing all the way to Amazon. And so we'll that's gonna be the conversation tomorrow. Love it. Awesome. All right, I'm gonna open it up so to I'll, every- have the, I'll have a plan. I'll have a plan. Because I'm there's no way I'm gonna get it in Amazon on August fifteenth if there isn't a plan. Yeah, you gotta create the so, plan. Absolutely. So the plan is gonna be tomorrow. I'm gonna have the plan. Awesome. Anybody else have comments or questions? Yeah, I have some. Yep. First of all, uh, Matt, uh, listen to your energy where you are right now and where you were just an hour ago, right? Can you feel it? Yeah. What what things can you do to remind yourself about the energy level you have right now when there's a dip next week? I think the visualization would help. Um, so committing to a c- committing to a visualization would be a good reminder. I think maybe journaling a little bit after this call, some of the feelings that I'm having too. I like to that. Kind of, cement, kind of cement it. Can I share an observation? Yes. I saw a shift in your energy when Cliff helped walked you through visualizing being on Amazon and who wrote that review when do you think when would you go back saying the shift really happened that gave you well I, I desperately want to have this done 
When did the shift happen for me? Yeah. I think it was a little before that. I, I think the shift for me was when I when I looked back at my notes from last year and just connected this year where I was struggling with uh, this this propensity for me to try to avoid failure. It just, I don't know, it kind of crystallized. The, like I think even when I was sharing about my book struggle, there's a part, there's embarrassment that I have not been able to do this. Even to the point where on Monday, I was literally thinking, I'm going to pursue this thing, this performance thing as a way to avoid doing the book. You know, I, I mean, I, I kind of, that's how I was spending the weekend thinking about it. I'm going to get out of the book by doing this other thing. And uh, my therapist on Monday was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, what, what, it was, it's, put the brakes on here. You know, it sounds like a great idea, but what happened to the book? Why are you letting yourself off the hook with the book? So, yeah. And I, and I want to let all the people in, but, um, uh, how about leaving the book notes out to remind you about that? And I also want to, I don't want to talk more, but I want to let say that I resonate with what you're saying. I'd rather not try than fail, but not trying means failing. And I have to remind myself about that, but I fall into that trap five times a day or something. So you're not alone, but uh, go ahead. The rest of you. I don't have any, uh, any advice, Matt, but thank you very much for that. I mean, that was really, you were really open about what you were experiencing. And I saw a lot of my own experiences in, in what you were uh, working through there. So this was a really helpful uh, hot seat today. So I just wanted to say congratulations and I'm really inspired by you. And just thanks a lot for being that open. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Casey, do you have any thoughts? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. It was this, this was actually for me, if I may be so bold as to say it painful uh, in that it, 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 you're going back to that page 60, Matt, I felt exactly like you. I'm looking at my answers um, in my free dream workbook and I'm in the same exact spot you're, you're in. So while it was incredibly painful it was also incredibly helpful. This is, this is going to probably be the next piece of content I listen to um, because I want to hear this again. And um, Matt, you made it real. You made it, you made it, it was raw and it was real. And, and every one of us I'm sure can apply it to ourselves in some aspect of our life. And um, you know, I kind of echo what Neil said. Thank you for your honesty and for sharing this. Um, this, this, what I'm going to call setback, um, that you've had since September, you know, and, and, and you, and you bottomed out, man, there's just, where do you go from here? Right. You, you got August 15th and you're heading up. So you're on your upswing and, and I hope to follow your lead. Actually, I am following your lead because I made the decision to do it. So thank you. Kathleen, any thoughts? What's your reaction to what just occurred? I actually think, um, Cliff, you take him Matt through that. When we first started, the, one of the questions I was going to ask before you brought him into the whole book was there was no passion behind it. So how are you going to hit a dead? Like for you, May 31st, when you're passionate about something, you can't stop until you're finished. And you can see that with Free the Dream. If you had to write a book, you could get it done because you have so much passion behind the Free the Dream. And that's what's going to drive you to complete it. So my question to Matt was going to be, do you really have passion for this? Because if you do, nothing's going to stop you from completing this. Uh, you just need to have that momentum behind you. And as Rick said, you saw that as Cliff, as you took Matt through the process with the book, all of a sudden you started to see this passion come out. You started to see something ignite within that by the time you were done, it was like, dang, I can get this done by August. Uh, but you need that fire. If you don't have that passion behind you of, I have to get this out. Once you, you realize that you do, and that's where I was going to come in and say, do you really want to get, like you said, Cliff, do you really want to get this book out? Um, but you could see that you just needed to go through some drills and some exercises to pull that out. And some of it was the fear factor. Uh, but just, you know, if you do find yourself in a lull, either come back to all of us here or go to that book 
because something sparked in you when Cliff took you back through the journey. And it sounded like you had that spark when you were at the conference and you were writing it down. So if you find yourself derailed, you know, go back to that and make sure that you can set aside the time to complete this. But it sounds like you have a passion for this and it's a passion project. Just put the the typewriter keyboard down and start putting the fingers to the keyboard or put the pen to the paper. Um, but I think once you start writing this, just forget the fear factor, just start writing. And I think more of that passion is going to come out and you'll be surprised how quick the book will come to fruition. If you let your energy flow. Yep. What you focus on Kathleen. Yes, absolutely. What you focus on is what you feel. And every day you have three vital decisions, actually every moment of every day, what are you focused on? What does it mean? And what action are you going to take as a result of it? And just make sure you're focused on the right thing and focus on That's why I said, you know, make it a daily practice to, to try to visualize August 31st, because if you're focused on that, that's what you're going to feel. And it's that feeling that's going to get you moving forward. Put a sticky note on your bathroom mirror every morning <laughs> with that. So the first thing you see is that, or if you sit up and there's a window, put it somewhere that you can't get, maybe you don't get out of bed until you are grateful for that opportunity for that book to set your day straight. Yep. Well, I, uh, I have a, a secondary action I'm going to take from this call. Excellent. What is it? I'm going to record episode 195 of Porn Free Radio title. It's confession time. Nice. I love it. There you go. I love it. I hey. have to go guys, but great Great one. I like that, Matt. <laughs> have a great day, Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with that swimming, Kathleen. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I have a question for you. And, yes. and please say no instantly if you have any hesitation. But can I use your hot seat recording as an episode of this week's Cliff Ravenscraft show? Sure. Is everybody cool with that? Because you guys kind of spoke in here as well. Is every, everybody yeah, sure. cool? Awesome. Because Matt, this is exactly what I want people to hear what Free the Dream is all about. And dude, I, I can't wait. And of course, not only that, but now people, what's the name of your book? Do you have the title yet? Or Porn Free. Porn Free. All right. And you. And by the way, anybody who's listening, pornfreeradio.com is Matt's podcast. So there you go. We're promoting Matt and his upcoming book, which will be available in Amazon on uh, whatever day of the week what it, by the way what day of the Th- week thursday thursday august 15th thursday august 15th 2019 you will be able to search porn free by matt Dobshoots. it will be available for purchase love it guys what an incredible hot seat today thank you guys so much well there you go my friends i told you powerful oh my gosh that was an incredible meeting I am so blessed to be able to host these next level masterminds on a weekly basis. If you haven't done so already, head over to nextlevelmastermind.info. See if that is right for you. And by the way, if all the information at nextlevelmasterminginfo.com does not apply to you and you're like, well, I'm not full-time self-employed. I don't want to become full-time self-employed. Is there anything for me? Well, there is, but I don't have a sales page for that. You can email me cliff at cliffravenscraft.com and I'll personally tell you what else is available. All right, and so with that, um, if you haven't done so already, what are you waiting for? Head over to freethedreamconference.com. I look forward to seeing you this September 13th through the 15th in Franklin, Tennessee. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and demand.